0: Greetings and salutations, you are listening to the Into the North podcast, where we take a look at the competitive side of the Commander format, also known as CDH. I'm your host, Lyndon, aka Noobzors, and today I am joined by my co-hosts, Reed, aka Sick Robot. How you doing? And Morgan, aka Spleenface. What's up, everyone? And in this episode, we'll be covering board control in CEDH, uh, and kind of a timely topic, uh... Unfortunately, I suppose. And we'll be getting into that um towards the end of the show, but to not bury the lead, uh Orcish Bowmasters is a card that is coming out in the new Lord of the Rings set. And it is something that is going to be format warping. So we're gonna, you know, just give a little bit of a, a primer and background on board control and the format and why it's good and why it's scary and why Bowmasters is gonna be good when you uh when you start seeing it in games, um but yeah we're just, it's not a whole bowmasters episode. we're gonna save that mostly for the end um, and it's gonna be mostly non bowmasters cards, so just kind of talking about what's been around in the format um for a while in terms of board control um but yeah before we get into that, uh, what have you guys been up to since the last episode?
1: Well, I mean this is uh we'll we'll just cannibalize new developments for this um so we uh. Mean Morgan played a two-headed giant commander tournament,
0: which is a fun one,
1: uh, relatively recently, um. When,
0: when will they learn to stop running two-headed giant and start <laughs> running 2v2? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh.
2: Dude, Reed even had turn spells in his deck and literally never Yeah, it. Oh, <laughs> wow. it was, it was actually hilarious
1: that, uh, so we ended up playing Thras, Tim, or sorry, uh, Thrust Vile, and Kess, um, so, oh, yeah. Morgan was playing Thrasp Vile with a polymorph strat. So, nice. Tidespoke Tyrant, and then just like a bunch of good value stuff. Because uh, turns out the Grixis Core is pretty good when you get to play like Thought Season Mind Twist and stuff. Um, And then Kes also does the same thing, except uh, I was also playing polymorphs, but I wasn't a polymorph deck, which is fun. Because, uh, nice. you know, yeah, you, giant, you, take, you, you yeah. take the same turn. So, I just like have a bunch of polymorphs that I could also point at Morgan. And then Kes can back Were you running?
0: Uh, Oath of Druids, uh, Morgan was yeah. I, I was okay, yeah, nice.
1: um, I'm actually sure that we should have been running it to be completely honest, but we were.
2: Um, How does
0: Oath work in Two and a Giant? Is it like it counts your collective you, you, opponents? It team?
2: counts each person. No, yeah, no, it, it counts each, each person, person separately. separately. Okay, okay, yeah. Which makes
1: it a bit awkward. Makes it sort of weird. Um, yeah, but yeah. So um, did pretty well. We went undefeated. Took it all down. Um, It was a good time. Uh, I got to mind twist somebody for four on turn two. That was a good one. Um, We got got a couple of games where we just sort of picked opponents apart for like (laughs) five turns straight and then just did the okay I guess we'll win now (laughs) after they were completely empty. Always fun. Hell yeah! Um, I mean,
0: honestly, I, if you if you had taken any losses, it would have been a massive L considering Two-headed Giant. Yeah, a, a massive. <laughs> once, you know, on once you know, once you know the record. whole shtick of Two-headed Giant, yeah. like it's 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 like it's like Tic Tac Toe, man. If you lose a Tic Tac Toe, well, like, you the thing is, we <laughs> didn't <laughs> even like, wrong.
1: we didn't even abuse Two-headed Giant. Like these are decks that we could have just played in uh, what's it like in two v two yeah instead well
2: i mean i would have had to cut Nas,
1: but yeah like you would have cut the Nas out of your deck specifically I, I don't even think i was on Naws in my deck um you weren't no. Yeah. uh so like we like minor alterations of the decks basically would have been the exact same so we weren't even doing like the full abuse i guess i wouldn't have i wouldn't have had turns in my deck but uh still but it doesn't matter because you literally yeah, just never them, so. drew them so it did not matter anyway um yeah it was a fun one uh, our last game was actually probably the most interesting, most interactive. We had to go for a pretty sketchy uh pretty sketchy breach line through an active heuristic study drew the Yuriko player like seven cards in the process, and they were like a very interactive deck, so bit sketchy, but managed to get there won the same turn as well off of um Morgan. Casting frantic search a couple of times out of the bin to untap my lands and then brain frizzing me out so that I could cast cast and flashback or reanimate for my Thoracle. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, yeah, Morgan was <laughs> because because was because
1: Mor- show, because, yeah. because Morgan's on uh, Morgan's on polymorph, so he does not have a fast oracle on his deck. <laughs> nice, so uh, had to had to find that one. We actually pulled that one a couple of times. I think technically. Yep. Yep. That's sick. <laughs>
0: yep. That's sick. Um any super notable decks from your opponents or was it kind of just uh unfortunately
1: so we we went because uh with some uh local peeps who uh put us onto the tournament um but we didn't realize that it was a free tournament going into it um and we weren't pub stalling like there were good decks there but there were also like some teams that like just showed up with two commander decks and like didn't know each other before showing up, just sort of showed up, and then were like, hey, you want a team for this? And they was like, yeah, you know, sure. Interesting that you so, said yeah. it's
0: not pub stomping, and literally just to go went on to describe how it's literally pub stomping, but, you know, whatever. I mean, whatever. so, <laughs>
1: like, more than half the field was, like, CDH texts right? Okay, that's
2: good, that's good.
1: I think? Yeah, yeah something pretty like much, that.
2: Pr- I think it was pretty much exactly half. Yeah, it.
1: so... We if if we were pumps pub pump stopping we weren't the only perpetrators, yeah. <laughs> which is basically all you can. Did say. you
0: did you go to the the organizers afterwards and been like, listen, uh, so this two headed giant thing, you know, that's great and fun <laughs> and all, but <laughs> let me definitely, show you we definitely spread the good words should
1: have, uh, yeah. or at least we should like fire an email off. Yeah, yeah I want get if, two if two v two could get started
0: again, again, I'd I'd freaking that. That's awesome. I want I want it back again. Um but yeah, uh that's cool. Uh for myself, um not a whole lot. I guess uh shout out to uh local friends and friends of the show Tim and Evan. They uh recently moved uh, very close to where I am and so we've been going to my LGS and uh that's been it's been kind of rad looking forward to building the CDH community uh locally here. So um very early stages still, but uh, looking forward to that and uh, getting a bunch of um, new players in the format and bring people up to speed who already, you know, dip their toes in the format, but, you know, maybe not be like, they aren't fully entrenched yet. So yeah, 100%. lots of, uh, lots of excitement there. Uh, getting building to play. The f- not just, not just CDH. I mean, I like CDH over webcam. It's fun. I like playing with friends, but uh, you know, paper and with a couple of beers and everything, that's, that's also, I, I just love that nothing nothing beats that Uh, um cool cool uh so we don't really have any uh uh new patrons so nothing for housekeeping and read as you mentioned cannibalize new developments with the two-headed giant thing so i guess we can just take this moment to shout out um all of our existing patrons um you guys are awesome and uh to everyone who's you know all of our the the potential future it's you know no new patrons i feel like it's like the uh the, the Patrick the Patrick meme. You know, he's got his face covered in chocolate. He's like, now n- n- I'm going to starve. You know? <laughs> 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 no new patrons? What the heck? No. Um, yeah, thank you so much, guys, for um, continued support. And um, really, you know, it's not the, the new patrons we really much appreciate, but it's the continued support that uh, really keeps things going and allows us to uh, pay our editor and, you know, afford to... Hopefully bring back gameplay episodes soon. Um, fingers crossed. But uh, yeah, let's move into the main topic, which is board control in CDH. So, it's kind of a broad but also narrow topic. It's Because it, board control in CDH is pretty, pretty niche, um, which is kind of surprising given how powerful creatures are in the format and how we only keep get we just keep getting more and more powerful creatures right we're getting Douthy, um opposition agent uh ranger captain Avio, like all all of these just, cards that are yeah. you know we're just, just getting
1: getting new stuff that you want to have sit and play
0: for a bit yes, <laughs> yes. and, and you just don't, you don't really see that. I guess there is some movement towards board control and you know, decks are slotting back in things like Fire Covenant or um, since the printing of, of DBF, some decks are on that Delayed Blast Fireball. And uh, it's nice to see that, that move in direction, but not many decks focusing on board control as a strategy. And so we're going to talk a bit about that. So do you guys want to give any uh, comments on the kind of broad subject of board control before we start talking about uh specific decks
1: uh yeah i got one board control more like board control b-o-r-e-d
0: boo that's that's my (laughs) (laughs) um
2: i mean i guess we can we can go through these decks and then sort of talk about uh board control more broadly but uh like, if that's if that's how we how we want to approach it. Sure,
0: sure. Okay. Um, so initially this category was called Best Board Control Decks in CDH, and then it turns out it's basically just an exhaustive list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ter- turns out board control is a primary strategy, not that great. <laughs> no, uh, I disagree. I,
0: so this is... Re- okay, I also think, you know, we're going to get into this because we're going to talk about how great Bowmaster is. I just yeah. don't think you can say that and at the same time think Bowmaster is insane.
1: I... I certainly can because bowmaster isn't a primary strategy comprising like a 15 or 20 card package it's a single card
0: you don't like. but you don't need a 15 20 card package for it to be a, a primary strategy
1: sure you just need to dedicate like a command zone slot to it which like makes it also like iffy right i I, I
0: disagree i don't i don't know that
2: that's true. yeah i think board but
0: control I, is is with all the strong I, creatures I don't and think things you it's need
2: quite to- good Dedicate a, a command zone slot, but I also don't necessarily agree that, like, like I I do I do definitely see the argument that, uh, you know, slotting bowmaster gives you a lot of board control without making your deck like no oh, yeah strategic. yeah 100% yeah hundred percent I agree with that like, agree it's with not a it, yeah. primary strategy but I, it's, it's what, I what I'm busted. saying is you
0: can't you can't be like <laughs> board control is not good. And then Bowmaster is good because Bowmaster's primary advantage is it's but, board control. But mission.
1: I didn't say board control is good. I said board control is a primary strategy for a deck isn't good. <laughs> Very different, right? But I
0: don't think... Okay, okay. I guess we could get into what does it mean to be a primary strategy um, for board control. Mm-hmm. But, but we'll we'll touch on that after we cover the board control. The exhaustive list of board control decks in CDH. Okay, so I guess there's two real types of board control i guess you could maybe like two and a half types of board control there's board control in the command zone where you've got a reliable piece of um or just a reliable uh, engine through your commander that exerts board control in some way so the two well there's there's two decent ones and then there's uh, a third one which is marath I guess no I guess uh Halana is Dude, also reasonable. Yeah Halana is like probably Very the reasonable. best of the
1: bunch in terms of like viability I'd say on a broad scale.
0: No I think Tago's better than Halana, but I, uh well
1: sorry Halana has Timna associated with her which makes and it And Tago like, is Cressio, <laughs> you know and, Yeah uh, we we all know Timna's the uh, Yeah but but uh, Timna, Timna Holana doesn't have blue or red. I mean you red, could play
0: Timna so. Togo. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. Uh, I guess you could. I guess, okay, I mean, people do play, okay, so, okay, we're, we're rambling. Let's just list the, the decks, and we can start talking about them. So, in the commander-centric ones, we've got Thrasios Tago, um, we've got Jessica X, there's quite a few Jessica decks, there's, like, Jessica Timna, Jessica Ishai, and, I mean, there's, yeah, more of them. Um, we've got Timna Halana as, uh, another engine, and then we've got Marath. Out of these, I would say Timna, Halana and Thrasio's Tago stand above the rest. Um,
1: uh, I think, yeah, I think it, it depends on, like, if you're talking about generic, like, just overall power level or, like, how well they do board control plus power level, because, like, Timna, Halana, I think, is, like, higher on just, like raw power level just because like the win cons are really good you have like a really good primary strategy and Holana sort of a free roll on top of a like already very strong shell whereas like yes yeah, Taga yeah. Is, like just like the better like dedicated board control yeah you to, get you that get, that get niche.
0: better so the, the the advantage is Tago is a better board control engine than Holana yeah Um the ability to uh not have to commit your mana resources like not having to play a spell and then get that trigger to then do something and being able to do that at instant speed and like bank the things and you get synergies with the artifacts like they're, 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 that is the um advantage of uh Tago over Halana but then you know Timna is pretty much stronger than Thrasios as a as a value engine and um Timna Halana Abzan you've got good stuff going on there I do think yeah. that um I mean Hulk, Hulk red... is
1: just like hyper compact at this point I don't well. even I, yeah, yeah. cuz
0: obviously there's there is the Timna Halana Hulk. I personally like the uh, Timna Halana Razaketh. Although now that with the new Samwise pile, I mean Samwise is just yeah, like the it's just. I think it's so more compact. of a conversation. I it's still so like Razaketh, but um, yeah, that, that that's not really a, a board control discussion per se. Um, but yeah, I think the reasons why Tago we were talking about Tago versus Halana are kind of why Tago I think outclasses uh, Jessica. In Like, there, I don't think Thrash Jessica is something I'd want to be on. Um, but, like, you know, if well, you're doing...
1: Well, th- that, that, like, also depends, right? Because, like, Jessica is a lot better as, like, tempo board control, whereas, like, Togo yeah, is yeah. just, like, if you're, like... trying is, like, if you're yes. always going to take the game to, uh, like, turn a bajillion, Taka is usually going to be better. Mm-hmm, but, like, if, mm-hmm. if you just need to get one or two good board wipes in... Over the course of a game, and like one needs to happen on turn two or turn three, and then one needs to happen on like turn like, five to seven or whatever. Just yes, probably better.
0: yes. Je- if you oh, want to, if you want to, sorry, go ahead. We also definitely forgot, uh, Armix, yeah. Oh, Armix, there we go. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one, too.
2: I, I like I was looking at this list, like, I feel like we're forgetting. Something. No, I went
1: through the, the database, like, but yeah, I, know. More. I mean, like, Toxril is also a pretty huge one, even if it is fat in the command yeah. zone. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll I mean there. blue
1: black uh, I don't know <laughs> um then there are like a couple of other ones, I mean, like not well, we'll we can talk about like other the other category afterward, but uh
0: yeah, um, okay, so the and so I guess little yeah, that's the the category of like the engine in the command zone, the board control engine and command zone, and then we've got decks that have the ability to run a lot of good board wipes or board control cards um due to some because re- it's there's like fire covenant delayed blast fireball can be run in any deck um yeah deluge and um just deluge can't there. necessarily right like if you're uh, very dork heavy you probably don't want to be on a yeah. uh, deluge
1: i i'd say like deluge is still pretty wide reaching in terms of its applicability though um like there are a lot of decks that are on like 15-ish creatures that are still like more than happy to just jam in
0: Certainly, but I, I would think values. Deluge still falls into the category of Pyroclasms, right? Where yeah, you're, you're running it because well, you can. You break um, Parion through either you're having high toughness creatures in play or you're not committing a ton of stuff to the board that lets you do that. Um, whereas, yeah, like the, the Fire Covenant and Delayed Blast Fireball are purely asymmetrical. Um, but yeah, the decks that would fall into this category, um, I listed a lot of decks. Like, I, I listed Riel um Just riel, everything that you play i very much love board control base <laughs> decks uh so riel um, um magar is one i've been messing around with recently that plays a lot of single target removal but then also gets to play pyroclasm because everything has 3 toughness um godo gets to run a lot of board control cards because it's not playing to the board super heavily um and really these are like pyroclasm deck, style decks yeah. um and then you've got something like shorakai which can because you're playing a polymorph strat and your commander is not a creature uh you can just run like full fledged wraths. You can run like Vanquish the Horde, Supreme Verdict, um, things along Humilities. those lines.
1: Um, also uh like similar thing in this category is uh like uh blue Tevesh decks like three colored Tevesh decks are also like sort of in this category. Um you see like uh uh, Ishai Tevesh being on like humility, and you can also just be on straight board wipes in that deck a lot of the uh-huh, time, where uh-huh. you just like sort of stick your dude and then uh, draw some cards while nobody can contest it. Yeah.
0: So the to talk about what, what Redry was talking about earlier, the um the idea of running like 15 board control cards or whatever, I I I think obviously you're being a bit hyperbolic, but then, that, that is, exactly is kind of the fundamental difference between uh, you know, these two types of yeah. of decks where in order to achieve consistency in having board control in your deck, right? Like you can't be a control deck in CDH if you're only running like, you know, one or two counter spells in your main deck and you don't have like some kind of control element in the command zone. Um, You need a certain density to see them reliably. um, And you're either having that density or you're seeing it reliably through the command zone. So the advantage of having it, the board control engine in the command zone is you can free up more space in your deck. Um, and then if you are going to be putting that into your deck, you kind of you don't want to necessarily overload on them, but you can kind of achieve density through accessibility. Um or if it's something like a pyroclasm where you don't want to you want to like resolve it early and you don't want to have to like spend a turn tutoring for it and then finding it like then you might yeah. go you right run pyroclasm whip flare and I don't know there's like another one isn't there? Things.
1: I mean there's a I mean it depends like this is also where we get into, like, meta dependencies because you can also just, like, end up being on, uh, whatever, like, uh, end of festivities and the other one that I'm forgetting the name of, um. Oh, there's you know, a like couple kind of, of the one well. meta ones, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Or the one damage uh,
1: ones. So it all really depends on just, like, like, what toughness you're targeting because, like, a lot of the stuff outside of, like, if you're not a full board wipe deck, um, and instead you're trying to be, like, a class deck or whatever, um, or just, like, damage wipes, um, this could, like, very, very, um, Heavily depend on like again what toughness numbers you're targeting because like if you're targeting threes, it changes deck building a lot. You're sort of looking at like the three meta wipes instead. So, um, what is it? Sweltering suns and then uh, not I don't, radiant I don't flames, yeah, I was about, uh, yeah, radiant flames. I don't think anger of the gods is probably there, but like it might be. Um, anger but, of know, the like gods is it's not unreasonable. I, I I think it's like sort of secondary. I I think there's another three damage wipe that I'm thinking that I uh. Well, I can't remember that was like first relatively recently, but oh, actually, uh,
0: oh, uh, Brotherhood's end, up. yeah, 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 Brotherhood's end is really sweet. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, although the the there's not many decks that can run the three damage wipes. Um, yeah, I think I mean, the Go, main one would be Godo, like prime, yeah, 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 and Godo probably simple. doesn't want to be on Brotherhood's end because you run a lot of artifacts yourself. It's yeah. possible, though, you might still run it just because you can sandbag some artifacts or something but yeah I mean it's probably uh, like yeah. it's a
1: uh, I'd say it's probably more relevant than Anchor a lot of the time but yeah whatever yeah it, yeah that's excellent. Really things discussion for the uh yeah not not get hyper sidetracked insanely relevant
0: unless you're able to cast them off of Deathy. <laughs> <laughs> um okay and then Morgan do you want to you want to talk about Morath you as a <laughs> no I told you to take it off this list uh it, in, in... it technically has board control as an ability in the command zone. So I mean I guess I guess I mean it, it yeah. does.
2: Obviously you can kill like a very limited number of things. You can also uh like make a board to utilize other effects uh more powerfully. Like if you have something like an Earthcraft, you can just keep fueling Marath into making more one ones. Um and then you can use that to make an actually big Marath that can actually deal with problematic permanence. Um, or problematic creatures. Or, like, uh, make a bunch of attackers to synergize with, like, an Auron Frostfang. Obviously, Marath with an Auron Frostfang is also an excellent good. board control yes. piece. Yes, yes. Um, but it it just doesn't, like... It's six mana to deal three damage, and then five mana to have the privilege of paying more mana to do anything else. Yeah. And it's just really kind of rough. It's a bit much. I'd say maybe like the new
1: age moreth equivalent at this point is uh eventually actually just like our den decks our den decks tend to be like pretty board controlly uh for the most part um obviously clamp shenanigans and gt are both like very good in that role, and equipment in general tend to be board controly if they're not uh in the like card advantage primary space um yeah, so yeah, also uh a fair bit going on in those decks um i guess actually like. Uh, I'm I'm just back. To, like, a couple of them, like thinking of them. Uh, Brea, pretty nice as board control deck in general, but it's not like primary strategy board control.
0: Yeah, because um, you have to. There's not a lot of built-in like ways to just. You're not. You're not. Your plan isn't to like generate a bunch of artifacts to sack to. Control the board. Yeah, you your primary—you just primary, have the tool at your disposal. <laughs> your primary um,
1: strategy is also not casting Brea almost. Yes. Because, yeah. Holy shit, that is not an easy task. Like <laughs> those decks, those decks tend to want to play a lot of uh, rituals and things that make a lot of mana, and those things tend to not make a lot of different colors of mana all at once. So yeah, um, I guess the other one
2: is wait, but cool. how could we leave Child of Alara? <laughs> oh off this? my god, true. I'd, true, I'd say
1: true. Probably the other one that's like actually relevant to discussion is uh I'd say um, uh rudely enough um, Tasker yeah I mean Tasker has to access like, to
0: Toxrill. and th-
1: they also tend to be like relatively board controlling in general just because they want to be able to like if you're not playing Turbo Tasker, which is like a pretty that's a pretty narrow niche I'm not convinced yeah, that yeah like I'm not, I'm not convinced that Turbo Tasker even ever really justifies itself other, over like other options once you get up to like the three color plus um range for that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, like, Tasker decks tend to be pretty slow, and, like, a lot of the time, you're, like, the dorks aren't really that necessary because you're They're sort of, They're like, not necessary, and playing... you don't run many of them. Yeah, Yeah, and you're sort of, like, playing, like, spell-based stuff a lot of the time, and also, like, if you're doing, like, damage-based or, like, minus-x, minus-x stuff, uh, Tasker has a huge butt, so, like...
0: Exactly. It's
1: honestly not that big of a deal to be playing uh, Languish or even just straight-up Damnation in that deck a lot of the time, so...
0: Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll get into some cards later on that, uh, or a card later on that I want to talk about in context of Tasker as well, but so we've listed all of these board control decks in CDH. Let's talk about why board control is good. And then Reed can talk about why he thinks it's shit. So, uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, generally I'd say board control is good because creatures are good. Um, as I was mentioning earlier, like we, we just keep getting more and more creatures that have insane impact on the game and i mean we're going to be getting one that is a board control engine that is game warping but um a lot of these cards they come into play like and they they change they change the dynamic of the game right like an opposition agent like you're playing a subset of the game where all of your tutors are offline and you need to play you know in more top deck mode or just draw cards mode um you know, Douthy comes into play and you you can't be doing any graveyard shenanigans. Like, all of these things have... It creates, like, a weird sub kind of metagame. Or or Oof comes in, like, as a stacks piece. And and all of these things, they they warp the game and they're there to stay. Because, frankly, there's not... Like, there's more things that you need to uh, answer between your three opponents than single target removal can really address. That's why decks run things like Psych Or or dress down so that you can get these massive or fire... so you can get these, these massive things and answer um, multiple permanents at once because they're all very impactful. They're, you know how do you decide between removing a uh, um, an oof that's crippling you and a uh, uh, rule of law creature that's also an archon of Amiria that's also crippling yeah. you? Like I it mean, can be devastating. That is choose. sort of
1: the uh, that is sort of the controller's creed or like the control player's creed in CDH is a. Uh... I mean, just like outside of even the context of just board control, is just like looking for things that consistently generate two for ones or three for ones. Um, yep. Usually, like three for ones are better, is what you're looking for a lot of the time because you're trying to say. trade <laughs> like one to two cards with each of your opponents all
0: at once for one effect. So yeah, um, yeah. Um, and so yeah, creatures are good. We need to answer them. That's kind of what it boils down to. Um, another thing is that creatures tend to be really difficult to interact with on the stack. So, you need some kind of way to either, you know, either the single target removal can only take you so far, but, you know, these more mass wipes or board control engines, this is where they really shine. Um, because, yeah, you just like, uh, Grand Abolisher is a great example, right? And and this is a card where you kind of have to interact with it on the stack, and you can't really use your board control um, board control cards, because it hits play and it shuts everything off. So, if you've ever, you know, really built a deck and considered, man, Abolisher is like, or like, this tends to come up with, with control and mid-range decks more, where you're like, I'm trying to establish control of the game, and I can have a, ha- a handful of interaction and good good removal on board, you know, like, let's say I'm playing Thrashtago, I've got a, a ton of rocks, um, grip full of counterspells, someone plays an Abolisher, and I'm like, wow, um, I can't answer this uh it's it's hard you've got force of will um you've got mind break trap but mind break trap is generally a terrible answer for abolisher because abolisher tends to be the first spell someone plays in a turn or the second spell um and then Packed mana drain, packed um, drain, I mean, and like not not every deck is on is on packed. Not every deck is on drain. It's hilarious
1: because you're probably more likely to be on spell snare than either of those. Well, so um, I
0: but... I'm on spell snare because of <laughs> I want more answers to Abolisher. her. Um, also, I do care about a lot of other two drops. Two drops are quite good in the format. <laughs> There's also you know again not to to talk about bowmaster too much, but that's a pretty impactful two drop that's about to come into the game. So I'd like to be able to answer that. Um, but yeah, it's. They're they're hard to interact with on the stack, so the ability to um, interact with them and not just rely overly on like you know all of your counterspell suite, um, but include removal for these creatures is is important. That's part of what makes board control good. And uh, Morgan, you want to talk about this last one and what you put on here?
2: Yeah. So I think one of the other sort of um, important things that board control gives you is. Uh, and this is probably something we could dedicate an entire episode to, Um, just the ability to put pressure on people. um, Often that will come down to, like, life totals or potentially with sort of card advantage or something like Bowmasters where people realize they're just going to be falling farther and farther behind. Uh, Another one like this is, like, Drana and Linvala, um, where uh, if you can sort of threaten to push people out of the game unless they act then you can force them to act and um, since with like in long games of CDH there tend to be a lot more answers than like game winning cards um, that often means that just sort of going for it without shaping a window for yourself is very unlikely to succeed so uh, you know if you can start beating somebody up and then they realize like oh i'm going to be dead in a turn or two if i don't do something about this um then they you know do something impactful other players spend interaction um and then that can uh, be a really powerful tool for creating a window uh to try and win on an otherwise extremely hostile board state very
0: true um last Last point we have here under why is board control good um, is not specifically. I guess I guess we can we've got some categories here that I, I kind of want to touch on as well, which is you know we've got a section called how to do board control, and there's uh, a little bullet I made which is telegraphed versus not. Um, so things that are in your hand like Delayless less fireball, fire covenant, great board control cards, but they're not telegraphed, um, which can be an advantage, but it can also be a disadvantage because one of the very strong effects of a board control engine if it's telegraphed is that it has a chilling effect on the game and and one of my favorite things to talk about um if you know i'm sure some listeners who've ever been in vcs with me or long long conversations i'll I'll talk about pseudo stacks and this is something that um came up in a while an episode a while ago um if you haven't heard it i suggest going back and listening to it
1: yeah sorry they're, like, yeah, revealed uh, board wipes and stuff are, like, effective rattlesnakes.
0: Yes, yeah. Um, do you, do, you, do you guys remember what episode the pseudo-stacks thing was on? Was that... Like, probably uh, the stacks was, episode. No, no, it <laughs> no, was... No, no, it was oh, a grab was bag or something? The,
2: it was one of the grab bags. Ah, I, got I don't remember which one, though. Yeah, okay.
0: So, go back and listen to that if you guys want, but but to give a summary, um, a revealed effect, like a ranger captain, comes down... um. In theory, everyone wants this re- this ranger captain gone. But each person, no one wants to bite the bullet because it's negative. In order to force them to crack a ranger captain, you have to basically take a hit, right? You're like, I'm gonna cast an ad nauseum, and then you bait out a ranger captain activation. But then you know you've you know screwed your own win attempt over. Um, so that happens for each separate player, and then you sh- you're ending the turn with a ranger captain in play, or you're g- ending the turn second with a ranger captain in play. Um, on board, uh. Revealed removal um, that's basically free. Um, Like it's not like some kind of one-shot thing. Can Even if it is one-shot it can still be an effective deterrent, but um, you know, something like a a Tago making a rock and having a rock equipped. That's going to be a deterrent for people to play a juicy target with two toughness. So that kind of chilling effect on play will actually carry you or will give you a decent um, advantage beyond just the obvious ability to remove things. So that's another aspect of why board control is good that I wanted to touch on for sure. Okay. Yeah. Now how how do how how do board control Well, okay,
1: give me a second, because I do want to okay. comment on um not why board control is bad, but like <laughs> why uh why it might not be like worth leaning super heavily into as a strategy, like a lot of the time. Um I think that it's like I think that uh just playing decks that can um consistently interact with the board in like relatively profitable ways for your own card economy is uh like not a bad idea and is certainly I mean it's certainly meta dependent, but um it can be good in a lot of situations. Um I think the problem that I have is that like when people lean a bit too far into like, okay, my game plan, like every game is just going to be like wrathing the board and then like doing whatever after that like just trying to draw cards or like piece together like some value engines or whatever after that point um is that uh like so it again it is meta dependent but also like even outside of that is that um a lot of the time uh board control and particularly like persistent board control where like you're like you're lining up like or like your deck is likely to like line up multiple wraths in a row or whatever is that uh, board control tends to have diminishing returns in terms of, um, like, you'll wipe a big fat board with your first power clasm. You'll get, like, three mana dorks, a couple of bears, a douthy, like, whatever, um, like, somebody's commander. And then the second time you cast a power closet, you're going to get, like, a dork and a commander. And the third time you cast a power closet, you're getting, like, a somebody's commander. You're going, like, one for one with somebody's commander. Um, so I I just have problems with uh, people, like hard committing into board control as a primary strategy, just because, like, you... A lot of the time, it's not taken into account that, like, the more board wiping you do, the worse each subsequent one is going to get, much of the time.
0: Yeah, so I, I do agree that the diminishing returns problem is very real. Uh, sorry, diminishing returns problem is very real. Uh, I think, yeah, that's mainly something you're going to see with the, yeah, the full wipes and the pyroclasms that we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, now... I disagree. Or, or, with... or just stuff like, I mean, Togo does
1: it very efficiently, but like if you were playing a Jessica deck as a primary like board control deck, um, that ends up being like a bit sketchy because again, like it, it becomes, you, you both get diminishing returns and it gets more expensive to cast each subsequent wipe. Well,
0: um, I, I think Jessica kind of fits, I think Jessica kind of negates the problem of diminishing returns because you're only feasibly going to be able to cast it like twice. Right, so you're you're kind of getting you're. It's not like you're you have this dead card. Sure. Like I think that, and then Tago sort of also mitigates it because you're not really investing anything into it, and it's also single target. So there's kind of like the the problem in Tago I have is honestly sometimes having not enough rocks, not that yeah. I'm yeah. you know have that a bunch it's of excess not rocks more
1: control enough yeah. in the command zone.
0: No, but yeah, I think that the the you see that problem if you're, like, overloading on Pyroclasms and, and wipes and you're like, man, I wish this was another card after, you know, I've resolved the second yeah. board wipe already. Like, I, um, what I... What I disagree with, though, is I think that it's um not as meta-dependent as you're painting it. I think... Because um, I'm pretty sure you were saying, like, you know, oh, board control's only really good in, like, inbred metas. I just no, no, no. don't I, think I, that's true.
1: I think, like, I think, like, a committed board control strategy is... I think, like, just having, I think th- like... I think a deck having access to a tutorable like board control element is like going to be very good basically yes, all the yes. time. In those which decks. is why we're gonna yeah, um, which is exactly yeah. why
0: Bowmaster is gonna be yeah. insane. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, I, I think I think honestly the metas where board control isn't where board control of some kind isn't gonna be relevant are the ones that are more inbred than the opposite. Uh, sure, I think yeah. like I, well, I, how, most like... decks are running creatures and, and cause creatures, as we said, are very strong and there's many great creatures that, that you're, you, unless you're like a polymorph deck or you're, even if you're like super invested into um like, you have to be super invested into like very, very fast, like storm um without like, uh well, I mean, or, even decks that are running like, storm are like, you know. a lot of them are built on dockside abuse, right? um They're like, I'm going to, you know, play uh... a side and then I'm going to, Phantasmal image, uh, then I'm gonna snap not, it, then I'm gonna really. chain a vapor it. Not really.
1: They're they're built they're built on abusing a dockside at this point. Like you you cast a dockside, you get your seven treasures, you're out, you win the game. Like,
2: no, yeah,
0: that's, like yeah. That, that's 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 certainly true, but let's let say like to say that decks aren't running snap and I, ex and, and cards not, with the expectation that they're gonna try and copy sides is I, not as much anymore, just because the card
1: quality and the mana density in TurboTax is just getting like ridiculously high at this point but yeah i do i do agree like board control debt, like board control pieces are going to be good even if you're, you're, gonna, have, of you're gonna have you're gonna have a
0: lot less targets and the targets are gonna be less good but i, yeah, I you still d- think you're, you're just gonna have, to, have things you just to, point have to be at. aware
1: you just have to be aware that like in those matchups sometimes you're gonna cast a toxic deluge and then somebody's gonna be like great dog side kill you even though i lost my entire board
0: uh, yeah yeah just, well i mean like, the, 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 aware the, aware the sorcery speed removal against dockside abuse isn't even good yeah anyway. that that that's that's sort of
1: what i'm getting at and like because most board control elements like for the most part in the format right now are sorcery speed so you just have to be aware of, like, oh, I'm going to, like, lock down the board and people aren't going to be able to develop and, like, they're they're going to have to, like, spend so many turns building back up and we're going to get to keep picking apart part of them. Oh, okay, yeah, like it. I, you do the, the sorcery speed the doesn't even stop any of, whatever, of the Dockside abuse somebody, anyway. Yeah, I was mostly talking about hand instant speed and like, stuff. Not even with Dockside, right? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, like, if you're playing against, uh rog silas your your pyroclasms well, and not not even wrong gonna gonna right anything. it's just like
1: I, i'm gonna i'm gonna pyroclasm this nageela player and they're like great i i'm super down i'm gonna tutor i'm gonna cast this Underworld world breach you're gonna die because you wiped my board um just being aware of that kind of i, I, I Again, don't i'm not saying it, how does saying it pyroclasming the and saying, the Gila put them ahead i'm not saying no 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 so this this is this is sort of like why i was trying to explain it a bit more of like why i have it why i think that like. Board control dedicated strategies are a bit weaker, is just because it's it's not that like it's bad to board wipe these decks, it's just that it's a lot of the time pretty opaque whether or not it's going to be good enough, um, versus what they have going on in their hand, where like a lot of the time it will be good enough because like what they haven't played was their primary strategy for that game, but a lot of the time it's just like not actually going to be good, and you're just well, gonna die. I, anyway. I just
0: think, I, I think maybe you're arguing against a case that i don't think people are making well i'm sure i'm certainly not making sure Um, which is that board control is sufficient in and of itself right i I think it's the same argument that like if you have if someone's got a Najila on board and you've got a handful of nothing but interaction sure you might stop the breach that they've got in hand but what you're not going to stop is them just beating you to death with Najila and warriors right it's it's definitely there it's something that needs to be paired with um it's a it's a more it's part of a more holistic strategy yes um and I, I just yeah i don't think any dedicated like none of the lists okay like you know we talked about marath you know board control like the list we were talking about like the strongest ones are ones that are doing something in addition so like the timna halana yeah. deck or, or is like doing board control in addition to stacks yeah drasio's tago is board control in addition to the board counter spells right? yeah, yeah yeah um okay so now, moving on to how to do board control. Um, so Morgan, I think you you wanted to uh this was your section, so I'll let you uh take the lead on this.
2: Sure. Yeah, so uh you know, we've we've sort of talked about the various benefits of having uh board control and and what effects might be helpful, but I think sort of um talking about how those deck or sorry how those effects need to actually be used and what you need to be sort of looking for to to maintain board control uh is important because unlike um unlike in 1v1 formats where like board control is kind of just like whoever has the biggest thing or like you know generally the biggest things more or less has board control you know they can attack more easily and aren't too worried about being attacked back. Um, obviously in CDH, trying to like, answer everything your opponents play that's, that's you know bigger than some of your creatures is not uh, really practical, and killing them with combat damage isn't sort of a, a standard goal. So it becomes a little bit more complicated, um, and, it, and it matters a lot more. I mean, size does still matter. Uh, it's hard to say you have board control when your opponent has, like, I don't know, giant Urza constructs. Like, they have yeah. just like a pair of 1212 12 constructs from an Urza saga. You probably don't have board control. Um, but setting that aside, like, a lot of it, a lot of what matters is actually the various effects on creatures. Um, and so, you know, understanding, or creatures and other permanents, understanding which of those effects you can afford to let your opponents. Have versus which will sort of threaten your position of control, um, is is I think a a very important sort of skill to develop if you're going to be playing
0: a deck that's fighting for board control. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we touched on some of this stuff earlier. We've got the point of instant speed versus sorcery. Um, so sorcery the the trade off here generally um is in efficiency. Uh, and not, not always the case because sometimes you just have cards that are just standouts but you know like Delayed Blast Fireball versus Pyroclasm right? It's Delayed Blast Fireball is asymmetrical it hits faces and has extra modality and it's an instant um, the only drawback is that it's 3 mana um, as opposed to pyroclasm, which is two. So if you're in a deck where you know you'd want to be pyroclasming on turn two for some reason, then you know you've got that that concession. And then the other sorcery speed, like you kind of get. Um, there's a a big kind of the 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 the, the, the disparity between pyroclasm and least fireball and fire covenant, not massive. Like you, so you're you're willing to make that kind of a jump to go to the instant speed there because. You know, as we talked about being able to uh answer things at instant speed. Pretty beneficial. You know, you can stop dockside abuse, you can um not telegraph your play, you can pass the turn cycle, let people develop their boards, and then uh wipe it all in an instant, or you can respond to someone trying to do uh some kind of creature combo or whatever. Um now the difference between delay blast fireball and toxic deluge or, um, Supreme Verdict, you know, if you're going to be using one of those or, um, Vanquish the Horde, like then, then you can start talking about, you know, maybe the, if your commander and strategy can support it, then you, you kind of want to be looking at, um, maybe I do want to get into sorceries because, you know, the, the ability to clear everything and clear exactly the stuff you want is, uh, sometimes a worthwhile trade-off. Yeah. Um. And then the other trade off we talked about was telegraphed versus not telegraphed, and the kind of chilling effect versus the surprise factor um and it's and also yeah it's like
1: so, uh, go ahead. the revealed like not revealed also isn't like necessarily intrinsic quality of the cards themselves i mean it 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 is if you're playing a commander that does like board control stuff, but also like the fact that you can like. <laughs> if you think it's required, you can always just like let the table know that you think you might have to like fire off a board. You don't even have to like reveal it or tell them. You're just like, Ooh, this is getting a bit, uh, what's getting a bit clogged. I might have to go for a delay blast fireball here in a moment.
0: Um, just to, you know, you just put the fear in them. Yeah. Um, one thing, one thing with the telegraph versus not, I agree that, um, sometimes it is just beneficial to announce what you have in hand. Um, the final point we have in, in under how to board, how to do board control is board control engines. Um, and this is where I think the real telegraph versus not kind of, you see the, you see the difference, which is once something is in play, um, and this is what I'd count as like a board control engine. So like Tago making rocks, um, in Riel playing, um, wow. I, I can't remember the name. Molten, vortex. Molten vortex. Thank yeah. you, Morgan. Um, once it's in play, it's not answerable on the stack, right? So if you're like, ah, maybe I need to delete last fireball this board, you know, you can... There is sometimes the risk of giving people a heads up to prepare and defend their board. Um, they're like, eh, maybe I'm going to not commit to my the board as much, or maybe I'm going to hold up counterspells or two different counterspells to ensure that this doesn't happen. Um, whereas, so the chilling effect might not be as extreme. Whereas if it's something in play and there's really nothing they can do about it, um, there is a different level of, of chilling effect there um, but again yeah there's there's trade-offs pros and cons on each side for sure uh often i think it's best to have a uh healthy mix if you can so like yeah riel plays molten vortex uh but also plays you know dbf so and also yeah, maybe one of the best board control cards that's purely exclusive to riel in firestorm what a card? store yeah. uh, I I would not
2: recommend including that one, uh, <laughs> generically in in your most things. Red board control decks. Yeah. yeah. If only um, there was a uh, if only there was
1: an infernal tutor in the command zone, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd, that'd be, be nice sweet.
0: One. Um, cool. So the last last section we have here is just on board control cards and effects. So we can kind of talk a bit about each of these if we want. Um. But yeah, it's not not a, not a crazy big topic. There's a you know pretty easy to cover most of what's important about board control. It's kind of a kind of a simple concept to understand, I think. Um, yeah, a so of some a, of the a bit of an
1: excuse good... to have a discussion in a <laughs> in the later. Yeah. Portion of this episode. Yes,
0: yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so best board control cards and effects. Um, a lot of. I, th- I think, you know, one, one that we have here is Grim Hireling. Um, and Grim Hireling never gets included in a deck because of its board control aspects, but it definitely is gravy to have that, right? I know when I see an opponent resolve yeah. a Grim Hireling, I'm like, or put a Grim Hireling on a stack, I'm thinking like, damn, if it was just the the mana, you know, like, I think I'd be fine with that. But once it resolves its mana and it's going to remove my shit. Yeah, it's
1: it's the option select for like yeah. oh I can also just like I, I also just have infinite like just removal ready to go.
0: Yeah. Um and the fact that it, it does have that very strong mana engine aspect means that you don't have to um have that diminishing returns or, or overcommitting to board control, um like Reed was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um Turns out, cards with uh, multiple good effects on them. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah the modality is very strong. Yeah, in, uh, a lot of cases. Um, we've got Fire Coming and Delayed Blast Fireball, which we've mentioned a lot of times. I think, basically, hands down, the best instant speed board control cards. Uh, uh, yeah,
1: I mean, I, I'd say like I guess, on the whole, probably like, but but I wouldn't, I wouldn't also, say Cycrift is
0: a board control card
1: also fire covenant like is just like nutty a lot of the times and fixes a lot of and can solve a lot of like uh a lot of situations that no other piece can um it's like okay i'm going to kill everything except for your oof and then your archon (laughs) and so everybody's still locked but i removed all the pressure from me and got to keep my entire board
0: yeah um i touched on like full wipes uh being like vanquish the horde supreme verdict those are quite i guess i guess deluge They're is also pretty... a full wipe um, yeah, but, it's, but it's a it's lot, lot more it. modal again the modality yeah. there being you know you can take advantage of that the the true full wipes very hard to find places for them Super i think rare yeah. mostly shorakai of is kind of what stands out to me and then you know you touched on some other stuff where you might want that but not not too too many decks want that um pyroclasms I think, weirdly um, enough,
1: like, Damnation is probably, like, just way more playable than any of the White Wipes. Just because of the types of decks that would want to play it. Um, like, black decks tend to be just, like,
0: less permanent-based. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's fair. That's it, fair. Then. Yeah. The problem is with Damnation is that you have, you're competing with Deluge. Yeah. And, and generally, generally it's, it's one of those effects. Yeah, we, you know, not, we, you want access to them in the deck through tutors, especially because if you're in black, you, you just have that density where adding the damnation on top of the deluge isn't necessarily something you're interested in. Um, I guess maybe if you're in some kind of meta where there's like giant, uh, maybe, maybe in uh, bowmaster with, with all the giant orcs or, you know, Urzas and constructs and stuff, you, you consider wanting a damnation to not have to. Well, I mean, you, you just play damn first, but yeah, yeah true. true. <laughs> well, if you can, if you can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, or you
1: play out What is it? Oh god. There there's so many of them. But uh what's the there there is a format of one that only wipes big creatures, right? I don't know what it is,
2: anyway. city bust or something mm. like that. I mean, there's there's Dusk or Dawn Dusk? Isn't dawn dusk oh yeah. yeah there's the, there's a few of oh, those different, though, right?
0: No, Dawn no? does four. Oh, okay. It has Aftermath too. Yeah. Kind of cool. Um yeah. Uh and then the last ones on these board control cards, they're not like best or whatever they're just kind of like standouts and unique ones that are interesting to talk about um a lot of some of them being very commander specific so uh portal to phyrexia super fun one to see um just not not, not only is it a if you
1: could actually get it to play yeah. it, that's
0: that's the that's the thing so yeah <laughs> uh, magda is a deck that think can yeah, run it although is like the probably the and then main Joira, one joyra then i mean joyra
1: jo- but who plays yeah. joyra let's be real. Um,
0: yeah, could you imagine? <laughs> I Honestly. actually should more people should play them. Joyra. Joyra is very sick. Um, and uh, the other I threw on this one, Portcullis. Uh, Portcullis is one that I've looked at <laughs> coming across in a bunch of Magic searches, but it came up in um, the finals of the uh, Buff Town Bullies with Liberator. Yeah. Um, although Li- Liberator can also run a very an asymmetric, basically an asymmetrical. So can so can uh, Joyra. Um, asymmetrical. Full wipe. Trivia, what is it? Almost asymmetrical. Uh, it's, full just, wipe. it's just all is dust. No, no, no. Um, I mean, I mean frang, line, dust, but frayed line or whatever. Uh, is it? Fr- Am I? I'm saying the card name right, right? Let me see. Hold on. Uh, line. I think it uses like rope counters. Yeah, fraying line. Fraying line. Yeah. Yeah. So when fraying line, a four mana artifact, when fraying line enters the battlefield, put a rope counter on target creature you control. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player may pay two generic. If they do, put a rope counter on a creature they control. Otherwise, exile line, and each creature without a rope counter on it. Then remove all rope counters from all creatures. So in Liberator, obviously, this is something you're only going to do in the end step, right before you untap, because yeah. you you put and you put a rope counter on your thing, and you're like, mm, I'm not going to pay, and then just exile everything except your creature. Uh, kind of fun. Um, yeah, but again, um, all is dust. Great, <laughs> yeah, well, all his decks pretty insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then two two fun ones that I wanted to touch on, um, which are these one mana permanent based engines. So, Olvenwald Tracker, which, which
1: is probably like way I more think... played, it's like super. Um, I mean, it doesn't see play at that much stuff, but like, in this no, game, no, it it's, it's not. It's, it's, uh, these it's cards really are not going to see
0: play in a lot of stuff, they're like, but the the decks well, that but, they do find a home yeah. in, they're like, oh, they're, they're quite good. Um, I think the best, one of the best homes for Ovenwall Tracker is Tasker.
1: Uh, So like, yeah, but also no, because Tasker actually has like good cards that it can play and a lot of the time when you play wall Tracker it's because you need a creature tutorable like repeatable removal engine <laughs> and it's just like, you, you usually play, you usually end up seeing it and stuff like uh, Green, White, and Naya and stuff because it's like, okay, I don't have like options for like any good asymmetrical removal or stuff aside from like exactly uh what's it called um exactly uh, whatever sorry the, the overload uh
0: winds of abandon um yeah Winds of so actually we, winds of abandon one we should have touched on for sure one as well. fantastic one yeah yeah i'm, I'm a, huge great fan of a great I'm a card great card
1: i'm a huge fan of Winds of abandon right now as you're like one of uh out button because agreed yeah a lot of the time psych rift, uh temporarily solves creature problems and then people are like great i'll recast all my huge creatures and it's like well yeah we're uh-huh. back where we started and i'm sad psych rift my deck now so it's gonna get a lot harder whereas uh yeah um
0: definitely. so uh, i like the old wall tracker and tasker okay. because if you if you are trying to play a controlling tasker like as we touched on which is probably the the better way to play Tasker. yeah uh, the unfortunate aspect positive. of tasker's ability is that you do not get to choose um what you're what you're getting back so if you really need some stuff gone um if you are ever in the arch enemy position or um you need something removed that not everyone else, or there isn't someone else who Which, wants that removed as well. For the uh, record, it just does playing... give you repeatable, uncounterable removal. Yeah, every for the turn. record, you're playing control, you're going to end up in the arch enemy situation. Yes. <laughs> <alert>. <laughs> <Like this>. Yeah.
1: It's <laughs> part of the reason why, uh, unfortunately, sorry, Sinestro, Tasker doesn't see that much play. <laughs> like, Tasker is very good at like getting you into the arch enemy situation, and then it's like very bad
0: at actually like getting you to a win from that position. And the last one of this category I wanted to touch on is Grim Lava Mancer, which I think is a very cute tech piece in red decks that want, especially I like it in red, in decks that are running red and white. um, So that if you want to tutor for something like a Ranger Captain, um, you can gain control over the stack to an extent and prevent people from trying to go for wins while then also tutoring a repeatable removal engine to help gain control over the board. obviously there's you know different cards you might want to do with ranger captain if you're playing timna maybe it's like a uh wing crafter Someone maybe savekeeper. it's a, a Safekeeper if you're in green if it's a Save... uh uh for Sentinel, ranger... Yeah. ranger captain is just the most toxic it, it's like my it's. favorite it's my <laughs> favorite pile for sure or my favorite one drop to get for sure which just, actually yeah. segues us fantastically into uh the, the this last minute additional category added which is anti-board yeah. control um <laughs> Not a a huge amount of those. (laughs) There's not a huge amount, but Um. the impact that they have on the game and, and having access to them is massive. Um... Safekeeper I, I, the, is a record, fantastic card.
1: I, I know exactly why you're talking about Safekeeper right now, and it has to do with everything with the game that we played like two and a half weeks ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I also do play Safekeeper oh, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, from I, Get Raw. I'm very used we, to, to this card, had, but yes, it is immediately on my mind before, because of that but... game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Where uh um Yeah. So Jurassic yeah. Tymna versus Tago.
0: Yeah, turns out turns out that uh Taga will just absolutely shit on Thrastimna picking off all of the very important, nice creatures that it runs. Unless you get something like a safekeeper, in which point you have to like <laughs> the rocks trade off for uh, like having to throw like four or five rocks at a safekeeper is is just untenable. Right. You need it's, four it's or five land eight, drops eight plus mana eight, eight mana
1: creatures. And, <laughs> yeah. and as long as they have like some base amount of mana, especially if they find a cradle, they're also just activating
0: Thrasios to replace the stone rains. And you're just like, this, yeah, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly why um, cards like the, you know, delayed blast fireball or um, non-targeting um, big rats yeah. are kind yeah. of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other anti board control stuff, um, some decks are on I know uh Natural Crunch, who's a uh a friend of the show, runs a Jota deck, the 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 Cascade Jota. Um, which you get to run some like fun stuff like Kira glass spinner, um if you want, or um uh I guess uh Rafine, like or, or Tivet is a good example, like Ward can be very, yeah. very
1: annoying. Ward is a huge spoiler alert. I mean, I, we're probably going to talk a bit about meta composition when we talk about master later in the episode, but spoiler alert, Tibbet's a large part of that equation. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, And uh, there's some, yeah, like, you know, a mod- modality on Veil vale of Summer or Autumn's Veil vale, um, is definitely like a nice little, like, you know, protect your shit <laughs> yeah. from. Yeah. From like a a uh, fire covenant or something like that. Definitely. There's so, a, yeah.
1: Also, what's the oh? There's the new white one too, right? I forget what it is. Uh, one man or your stuff gets hexproof you get yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I forget what it's called. Morgan. Uh, same. You have it. Wait,
2: sorry, which card?
1: Uh, one man
0: white instant. It's new. It's hexproof. You and
1: permits you control get hexproof. I think. Or you and creatures you control get hexproof? Something like that. Anyway, very good. I know. I. I'm gonna. Getting... I gotta look it up, keep podcasting. I'll come
0: back yeah, around for Revelation. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah and then other, other things people run, like Mom, um, like in Winota, or, or Skrelv, and all these kinds of effects, to, definitely to just protect creatures. Because one of the most important things, you know, you are talking about Timnahalana. Uh, sort of, surge of
1: salvation. You and uh, Okay, nice. And then you prevent all damage that black and red sources will deal to
0: creatures you control this turn, which is also very nice. Yeah, as we were talking about with um, the that board control isn't a strategy that's viable in and of itself. It's something that needs to be paired with something that's also going to impact the stack or whatever. Um So either that's you are doing that through counter spells, if you're playing blue like Thrashtago, or you're doing that through stacks um, and something like Timnahalana, you need, you need something to also protect your own stuff from your opponent. So, you know, be that, a uh, safekeeper to protect your stacks effects or your counter spells to pre- prevent um your opponents resolving massive like you know fire covenants, DBFs and all that stuff. Okay. I think that wraps up the main topic. Um any closing remarks from any either of you guys? Yeah, no.
1: We've got some
0: pretty good coverage. Cool, cool, cool. Um Which means we can move on to listener questions because we have two listener questions today. Um, Gut Check is getting moved to the second listener question because it's going to be directly related to that. Um, The first listener question comes to us from Splocketeer, who asks, What was the most complicated slash memorable ruling a judge has had to make in the tournaments you all have played in?
2: Ah, got some good ones um mine probably isn't that great it's just uh
1: when we had i mean it's still a good story but it's not like a insane judge call we just like uh a tournament call where it was like a half hour judge call with an escalation to the head judge and got to the point where basically the stack was so irrevocably just completely fucked and like just not at all recoverable where go to the point where the head judge is just like okay this stack in front of us is a legal stack correct great resolve it i'm not doing any more fixing (laughs) nice
2: (laughs) morgan um i guess i have i have two the the funniest or most memorable one was uh actually uh, a standard tournament i was at where someone cast a confiscation coup on their opponent's uh, Chandra Torch of
0: Defiance, which is on, I'm, gonna not out, re- I'm gonna read out legal because I'm gonna read out confiscation coup for for listeners for the benefit of our listeners. Uh, three and double blue sorcery. Choose target artifact or creature. You get four energy. Then you may pay an amount of energy equal to that permanence converted mana cost. If you do, gain control of it.
2: Yeah. So so the key the key things here is that uh, Chandra Torch of Defiance is actually a planeswalker and not an <laughs> artifact or <a> creature. <laughs> Turns yeah. out, but. It is a permanent, Um, and so what happened is they cast it, their opponent responded with a counterspell, they were like, oh, I'll negate that, and then they played a dispel or some. they countered the negate, and then they realized, and they called the judge, and the the ruling was uh, that since they had cast a negate targeting the Confiscation Coup, then the Confiscation Coup was on the stack, because it needed to be in order to be a legal target, so it was on the stack with an illegal target. Um, but because it's worded as gain control of that permanent, when it resolved, the person was able to uh, was able to pay the energy and gain control of the Planeswalker. Wild. Um, <laughs> but if you wanted, Absolutely if you wanted, uh, if you wanted something <laughs> specifically C D H related, then at the the L C Q at Tier One Con last summer. Um, one of my opponents cast, he was playing Gitrog, cast a Tainted Pact and exiled two of the important cards for the cleanup sculpt. I don't remember which ones they were. It was Crop Rotation and something else. Um, maybe, maybe it was their way of winning with only black mana. Mm -hmm. Um, and then started cleanup step sculpting and, uh, just, it... (laughs) The judge didn't really want up doing anything, but just you know, just it was watching like a half hour his head, turn yeah. <laughs> of a person that like was trying to reach a game state that they were literally never going to reach, um, and all of this was like the most garbage time because aristic study between the Gitrog player and the person before them, aristic study had been fed like twelve cards or something for the rog side player, and it was like it was going to pass to me. I think I had. I had almost nothing in play because they had bounced... Someone had swatted to protect something and directed it at my Priest of Titania, which was, like, my only real source of, like, any meaningful amount of mana because that was basically the only target. Uh, and so I untapped with three mana, looked at the rock Side player with, like, 12 cards in hand, and I was like, well, I don't know what you guys want me to do about this. <laughs> uh, and so I i finished a dockside overloaded a rift passed to roxai and died and it was like <laughs> yep this game could have been wrapped up like half an hour ago if we hadn't felt the need to sculpt for a hand that we were literally never going to find
0: damn yeah i i also have two for for mine and and long time listeners will i mean that's not even a long time it was like a year ago <laughs> <laughs> Listeners will know, uh, I mentioned this after Punt City last year, where I got a uh, game uh, game loss issued um, <laughs> due to running <laughs> Snow Basics <laughs> in my list instead of the regular basics that I had put, or it was either, I forget if it was vice versa, but anyway. You had
2: Snow Basics in your online list. Yeah,
0: yeah. Snow Basics, oh yeah, no, that's right, in my online list. And I, the reason I put Snow Basics in my online list is because when it's sorted alphabetically, it will put your basic lands next to each other because they're all like snow covered blank, which is just a small, nice quality of life thing in in when you're brewing and then i I had uh regular basics in my list and I get pulled aside they, they do random deck check I was like, okay, yeah fine, here's my deck they come back and you know they're they're kind of like there's a couple of them walking back I was like, oh oh no, they're looking at me what, what what's going on like are you the real player yeah, yeah, okay um and then they ask me a question I was like would you you've got a a deck error um, you've got you know snow covered in your online list and regular basics in your list which which did you intend to do like did you intend to bring your online list with the snow covered basics or did you intend to have your online list with regular basics? and I'm like uh, I guess I intended to bring the list that I have in paper because and I explained the reason why I use the snow basics and they're like damn yeah we have to issue a game loss because i guess <laughs> if i had answered the question the other way the Sphinx's uh, riddle. <laughs> yeah i would have they wouldn't so, have yeah. gotten a, a game loss
2: yeah the reasoning behind that is that like if someone registers the list they intends to play and then just like messes up putting it together that's considered like not an accident Or, sorry, sorry, that's considered, like, it's very easy for that to be an accident, right? Like, just, oh, like, one of the cards got misplaced, or, like, I accidentally kept in an old card, whatever. Um, But if you misregister a list, then, like, your registration is, like, intentional, right? So if you register a list that's something other than what you intended to play, then they consider that to be, like, a much more intentional error, um and that's why. Obviously like it wasn't in this case. Yeah, yeah. But uh, th- these rules were not written with yeah. like Moxfield UI in mind.
0: Yeah. I-, I could tell the judge was definitely like sympathetic. He's like, ah, oh, damn, you know, like, okay, I'm sorry I have to do this. I'm like, you yeah, no worries, no hard feelings. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um and then the uh I've got another one which is I think kind of interesting, which was in the past, um in the last tournament of Chaos, I think last treasure series um I was playing Magar and I mean I Magar isn't an, an entire another can of worms in terms of rulings uh before the tournament I, I think I went to the judge discord on three separate days like every day I'd ask a question and the next day I'd be like okay well now I need to ask another question a follow-up question um very weird rulesy deck um just because of how it works I mean unsurprising from an uncard um but the judge, is, so in, the, in game one, um, I was on stream, and Morgan was actually commentating it. And it was really, it was a quite an interesting game, so if anyone wants to go back and watch it, it was, it was really cool. Um, but in the game, it was relevant that I basically committed strategic uh, suicide by, to, to make it harder for my one opponent to win. I think it was a dockside or something. Uh, Morgan, do you remember, was yeah. it a dockside? Yeah. yeah.
2: It, they, were, they were trying to go off with Breach. And they somehow didn't have Petal, um, and so they needed the mana to, to like, brain freeze themselves out or whatever it was they were doing. And you had, like, four of the six artifacts <laughs> yeah, yeah. and enchantments, and you were at one.
0: I was at one, and I had, a I don't know if I had, like, a Necropotence or a City of Brass, yeah, City something like that. Brass. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so, yeah, it was the uh, City of Brass, and then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll kill myself, and that was good. There was no Judge called there, but in the same tournament... A later game same situation comes up where there's a dockside player going off and i'm like i what i really i actually did this a bit too late i should have done it earlier in the turn um but when i did remember i was like oh shit yeah okay i can you know this came up earlier i'll do this again um someone called that i i, I try to tap an ancient tomb or i try to activate a bunch of i think no i was paying a bunch of life into necropotence um and someone was like can you do that i was like uh yeah and so they call the judge and the judge is like yeah you are allowed to kill yourself (laughs) in the game (laughs) that's that's acceptable um but yeah so i guess small lesson to uh to our listeners it's not. It's not a spike play or something. If you're in a tournament, It's never too late to kill. yourself. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Is that don't think of all of your your outs look, and stuff because draws, are, goes, relevant. draws are relevant. Draws
1: are relevant. on YouTube. Oh God. <laughs> no. no. In game. In game. In game. Of, course, of yeah. yeah. In my. <laughs> True. On, on spell table.
2: Yeah. On spell yeah. Table. Um, yeah. That game was wild. It was also hilarious because uh, at a certain point uh each of the three players remaining in the game controlled a Razaketh, the Fowl-Blooded. <laughs> and uh, that game went to a draw
0: <laughs> yeah yeah insane uh well, i guess
2: there's also a- another good uh, another good judge call from that same tournament that i saw as commentating was the kinnan player who put out uh there w- an opponent had a damping sphere and then they put out a nix bloom ancient uh and that actually made their made their lands tap for... let Like, they were gated on colored mana. They had, oh, they had it, yeah. a basalt monolith, <laughs> and they had infinite uh, colorless mana, and then they started spinning kin and, and put out uh, a Nyx bloom Ancient, not realizing that that would actually give them less colored mana, because <laughs> the lands would tap for three, and then the Damping Sphere would override that and make them tap oh for colorless. Oh my god, that's
0: so brutal. Yeah. Um... Cool, and then that brings us to our uh, next and final listener question, which comes to us from Offensive Wombat, who asks, "What's the over/under time frame for Masters Bowmasters, Orcish Bowmasters being banned?" Um, and yeah, we talked about it a few times in this episode already, um, and. People, uh, our listeners who are on our Discord server, which if you aren't, you definitely should. It's not like it's crazy active. You're not going to have to you know, be scrolling through a bunch of stuff. But when we do have discussions there, uh, they tend to be really good. And uh,
1: yeah, I, I, I'd like to think that we actually have a very reasonable community on the Discord at this And we tend to have uh, pretty good discussions when they do pop up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Which is is cuz we're all parts of we're of like other really active Discord servers and we know that like, you know, if someone's like, "Oh, I'll, you know, join this Discord server, it's also like super." It can be it can be a lot, right? And you're like, I can I can't add this." It's 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 only going to be uh every now and then and it and when there is discussion, it's it's quite um quite good. So, yeah, we were we were talking about um Orcish Bombas was spoiled and we were making some predictions on it and then we played a couple games. Um, where it wasn't even everyone who could have be who could be running Orkish bowmasters was running it. Like I think it was just Reed,
1: or I think there were two at the table.
0: I I um, think there was. For a bunch of I them. think no, there was a blue front player who wasn't playing it at all, right? And then it was uh... me on Magar who wasn't playing it because I was doing the um the Divergent I, thing. I, and then, I, I
1: remember that there were a couple of games where like multiple of them popped up, but uh, yeah. There like, was so, there was la- la- later there, in the day, we played like seven games there, total that there, day. There weren't that many Bowmasters at the table, but yeah. they were still just like incredibly over-centralizing every time, like every, every
0: and game. And I saw Reed, I think, so one thing people were talking about was like, oh, I mean, it's going to be impactful, but how often are you going to tutor for it? Or like, maybe I'm going to use creature tutors on it. I swear to God, Reed, I think you used like Vamp and like <laughs> yeah, D-Tutor. I, you, you like, I, after the first game where you're like, Oh my god, this card is warping.
1: Well, the first game I ever played it, the first game I cast it, which is the first game that I played with it in the deck, um, there was one person with a rustic study, and I had a seven seven seventeen seventeen within a turn cycle. <laughs> yeah. And everybody had lost their entire boards. And I was just like, oh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, other thing right. to <laughs> consider with it is that it just not only does it make like if you guys haven't played with um like Urza or against constructs that become massive like combat that kind or of combat like, is very relevant like is or just like stuff that becomes well, well but the large, thing what yeah. i was gonna say with constructs at least is like constructs they they force you to block and chump right yeah what orc, the orcish bowmaster does it kills all of the chump blockers <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and it makes bigger yeah. things in a construct and then if it goes away it just makes another one like truly truly warping um, and also one of the worst kind of play patterns. I've I've talked about this. I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before. I actually think we have um, way back with the um, ban list episode where I said one of my least favorite aspects of Leovold um, in like no ban list or whatever is that Leovold is like the best answer to Leovold, right? If someone's gonna yeah, be playing Leovold yeah, yeah. wheels, you're like, man, I should just be playing Leovold so then they don't get the Leovold benefit, and. That's such a toxic pattern um, that, that arises from, like, game design. And they fixed it with, with certain things, like um, with Glorybringer. Glorybringer's a 4-4 that flying and exerts and deals 4 damage to non-dragons. Right? Because otherwise, Glorybringer hitting Glorybringers is just toxic. Well... Orcish Bowmaster doesn't have any restrictions. It just says any target. And it's it's on ETB!
1: It could have said (laughs) non-orc. Oh my god. It would have been so easy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh. so the fact that the best answer to a Bowmaster from an opponent is to get your own Bowmaster or to copy their Bowmaster with a Fimage and then kill their Bowmaster is just so gross. and, And toxic and awful and yes, I... I I play with it. I, I'm glad that I, I actually called it. I think on the um, uh, either it was on it was on our one of our private servers or uh, on the ITN server. I said something like, "This card. I, mean, yeah, I haven't even played with this card yet, and card. I'm already sick of it. And then like this card needs to get get banned. Yeah. And I mean, we we talk about cards that you know we wish would get banned. Like I want Dranith banned, but it's not a card that I think needs to get banned. It's a card I want banned. Um, we all have cards like that. I I think Orcish Bowmasters is. I mean, I'm maybe it's preemptive, and I mean, okay, it's certainly premature. But I think just the games I've seen, and just looking at the card, and my experience in C D H I I think this card will have to be banned, or I, I certainly hope so, because it's, yeah, I, it's. Yeah. I, I, it's, I, not, I, it's, it's not getting. It's not getting banned. Bad, there's the no. <sighs> uh, that's that's the thing. Is
1: that like I I really wish it would be, and it's not even because it's like a power. I'm not saying this is. I'm not saying bowmaster is a better card than dockside or Thoracle or breach or like etc. Um, I'm I like maybe it cracks top five like best cards. No, probably not even then. Like in terms of like most powerful cards in the format. Like maybe 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 it cracks top five most powerful non signpost cards in the format. Um or like non-pillar cards in the play. Yeah, planet. yeah, yeah. But like, it, the reason I, we want it banned isn't because of its power level, it's because the play patterns are just incredibly yes. toxic and it basically And warping. Single, and, and it's like single-handedly warps the meta around just like playing just even more non-interactive decks or I guess even less interactive decks on the whole. Because it, you're just it de like,
0: facto bans a bunch of creatures. Like, yeah. Notion Thief is unplayable.
1: You just like can't. You just like can't really play oof anymore. Like oof isn't really a viable strategy. I think you, oof, you're oof cast, is. You going to cast least, like, oof, two... and then like somebody's gonna have a tim the trigger on the stack, and the and like whoever needs the oof God is just gonna be like, great. it responds, flash and bowmaster ping ones. Tim the trigger resolves. Ping it the second time. I have a two two now.
0: Like like, like there, there's there's certainly that, but I life. I think it, those are still like two two toughness is still like somewhat playable, at least, but, like, there's a lot of, like, interesting one-toughness cards that we were, you know, talking about, like, like, Notion Thief is one, um, yep. uh, Fairy Mastermind, you know, we were kind of excited about Mastermind, It's like, oh, this is cool, it's good in Timna decks, it kind of has, you know, let's let's figure this card out, that card's not playable. Um, a lot of the cards we were talking about earlier, Wall Tracker, Grim Lava Mancer, bas- I mean, at least they would, they have the possibility to raise. kill the Bowmaster, yeah, yeah and trade, to to but, like, they're just, it's, it's disgusting it is so disgusting. And, and, and some of the people who've also played with it in our server have like reported back after a few games. Like, yes, I, I, I agree. Bowmasters is, is awful. I think it's, um, I, I have hope that it would get banned because I think it has, um, very, it's, it's good and potentially relevant in casual like hall Breacher, I think the whole, um, thing of, like, you know, if someone plays Hall Breacher, wheels, strips everyone's hand, and makes a bunch of treasures. That was happening in, in Casual. But I think it's going to be, like, someone slams Bowmaster, uh, plays a wheel, wipes, asymmetrically wipes everyone's boards, and makes a 21-21, right? Like, that's... That's maybe of a power level that might consider it getting banned, and if everyone's running it, and it has that same kind of play pattern that they banned um Primetime for, and they won't let it, Primetime come off because they're like, well, when Primetime was in play, or in, in the game... Everything became about prime time, about flickering prime time, or copying prime time. Everyone was playing clones to clone other people's prime times. I think it could have a similar effect with um, Bowmaster. Uh,
2: the the problem is is that, like, uh, is that wiping the board and making a twenty one twenty one is actually a far less toxic play pattern than than mind twisting everyone because, like. First of all, your opponents actually do have a chance to come back. Like if they just play a regular board wipe, then you're at sort of parity ish. Yeah. But also, like they're left with seven cards in hand, right? As opposed to zero. And so even if they do wind up losing to the t- to the giant creature, they don't just like not play the game because they don't have any cards. And so in terms of like how unfun it is. And particularly how much time is spent not having fun—it's like way less egregious than Hull Breacher. and that's why I think it's—it's it's just never getting banned.
0: I, I hope I—I I don't want to make uh, adopt like a defeatist mentality already. I think maybe because CDH, like when when the time, like we we used the the we banded together as a community to get Flash banned, um, and we used a lot of our like, you know, we're like this. I mean, we used our one time. That we, was we, our we, one but, time. But we. Okay, the thing is, I don't. I don't know if we're not. It's not like the community as a whole is banding together to, to to ask for cars to get banned constantly. Like that was when we had overwhelming community sentiment, and that was uh, what what year was that? It was like twenty eighteen. Was it twenty twenty? It took like four years to get flash banned. Yeah,
1: after the Hulk gun ban. I mean, that okay, wasn't twenty. No, no, was I that twenty twenty?
2: It was twenty. It was during COVID, yeah. Or, like, right before COVID. Time time is meaningless. Time is meaningless, holy Um, shit, yeah. (laughs) So, so I I will say, I do think it's, like, not... It's not the same, because I think, like, there is much more of an acknowledgement of like rather than us being our own little separate community that there's a pretty broad spectrum that includes us on it. Yeah, yeah. Um so and we have so CDH I'm, players like, on
0: the RC now and and in the CAG, not ju- I mean we had CDH members in the CAG before, but CDH players now actually in the RC. That's that's something. Sure. Yeah. I so like I don't I I
2: don't think that we're never going to see a ban like at least in large part motivated by CEDH. Like I think saying you know we used our one is is probably oversimplifying even if that was the sentiment at the time. Um, but like I just don't think this is going to be it.
0: Oh, god yeah. I, I I hope so. I, I want to start the uh the discourse and, and banning it. And I, I think, I think the more, I mean, I think maybe, you know, people are like, well, it's premature. And, and you know, even, even in the regular, like breacher and it took, it takes a while for things to get banned. So we're going to have to live with this for a while. Um, I mean, breacher was what, like six months? Seven-ish months? Yeah. 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 Something like that. Um, so I think, I think it's going to, I mean, the people who, who are, Playing with it and kind of understand, like, they're they're looking into the future and how it's affecting things. the games now. They're like, oh my god, I see how this is going to affect, you know, the game when everyone's playing this card. And how the meta is going to, like, evolve around this and it's just super toxic. But that is kind of like, um, you know, looking into the future. Whereas, I think it's going to be a lot more of a compelling case when people get their hands on this card. And they start playing games. And they don't even need to use that level of analysis of looking into the future. They can just look at the games they're playing and and how it's affecting them on their day to day. And be like, man, this card is miserable. Um, absolutely miserable. And I think when more people start experiencing that, then maybe we can start having a a real discussion about it because TDH has grown a, a lot as a format since then. Um, we make up a, a much larger percentage of the overall commander player base, um, we have yeah, more representation in the RC and CAG. Uh, we have SCG um, doing CDH events now, like more kind of mainstream recognition, more tournaments and gatherings, and just hopefully, hopefully that that's enough to at least get consideration of the health of our format. getting. Like it, I, don't, I don't think it's a competitive balance thing. It's, again, using the same sort of argument as casual, which is it's just not fun it's really not fun
2: Um, yeah I think it I think it runs into the like there's a sense in which like a card that said your opponents lose the game is less unfun than a card that says your opponents discard their hands right Yeah, and and, like this is leaning very much towards the former not the
0: latter maybe um I I just I don't want to have to think about a this card staying in the cdh meta for years and years that's and yet
1: you're gonna have to because uh it's at least gonna be half a year uh, I, well, I mean i'm I'm, I'm, pre- I'm
2: strapped
0: in for
1: the stay half a year, in the meta year for years
2: it may he may he he doesn't have to think about that yeah, yeah true. True. You, you just think. leave
1: <laughs> yeah
2: well or not uh, think.
0: think i i encourage our it, listeners to play turns... with this card and you know get some experience and if you think it's oh, also yeah. on fun voice your concerns to the if, people who represent also, our community on the keg if, if and think, rc
1: if you think it's not that good i mean feel free to uh, let us know that, that yeah um, <laughs> i would love to to talk Dr. to someone who it. thinks this card is there, like, I, I would i would love to hear from people who have played with the card and think it's not good um i i want to i want to know those opinions and uh have uh have that perspective um because i i'm tainted because i thought it was busted when it was spoiled and every game that i've yeah. played with it so far it's been only confirmed re- it, yeah. so um yeah
0: so i guess I so, said, yeah to answer the uh, question from offensive wombat what's the over under time frame you guys are both never
1: yeah i'm i never i'm leading to never i i can see the argument of like it might like it it has some reasons that it could get banned from um like casual support as well, but I I don't think it's gonna get banned. I yeah, I, I'm I'm that. gonna
0: give it. I think if it's gonna get banned, I think it's gonna be banned around. I think if it lasts over a year, it's not not getting banned. So I'm gonna get I'm gonna say under a year. So probably it's gonna be over the six months, seven months, or whatever of of hull breacher. But I think if it lasts a year, it's not getting banned. So I'm I'm gonna say under a year. Um, um and then I... to finish it out with the gut check. Uh, related oh, to sure. the, this I, mean, I, I wanted to I,
1: oh i was definitely down to have a bit of a discussion around uh i don't know maybe we can do this for another episode but have a bit of a discussion around uh, what we think about the meta going forward with the uh, orcish bowmasters slash like recommendations for decks to try out if you want to um Oh sure, we I think
2: I, we touched on some of it. Bit feels a bit. like a, feels like a lot to cram in at the fair. 90 we, we, oh, mark. Oh, 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 oh,
0: That's I think way. some quick yeah. tips are going to be: uh, run your own bowmasters, um, run gilded drake, run phantasmal image, run the the hottest tech well, is. Uh, yeah. I I think fimage is fine because uh, like if fimage gets if fimage is a bowmaster, it kills the other bowmaster, and then. If it was gonna to die to anything targeting it anyway, like that's it's gonna be dead to Bowmaster. Would have died to that anyway. Bowmaster I, isn't exactly resilient itself.
1: I I would say, um, maybe not. I I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily um say that people would have to go into like Bowmaster abuse and copying that much. I would say my recommendation would be to look for decks that um are relatively immune or are like less impacted from uh, having their like Borg pinged a bunch. So like this is stuff like um. I I think the big ones right now are like uh, Tibbet, Atraxa is a big one Um, if you were already playing Kenrith uh, potentially looking at builds of Kenrith like fewer dorks and maybe like leaning on uh, Kenrith like faster uh, like faster mana, like artifact mana a bit more Um, looking at like value engines that aren't like uh, X1s or X2s or potentially just like non-creature value engines overall um, for your decks and stuff like that Um,
0: if you want to, you know we were talking about board control this episode, Uh, Thrasios Tago is a deck that I think is I mean, you're running dorks, so you are hurt by the Bowmaster ping, but um, the ability to kill the Bowmaster, so even if there are uh, draw triggers on the stack, they are going to get that ETB guaranteed, but if you can just kill it in response to whatever draw triggers they're trying to Bowmaster in response to, like, you do mitigate that quite a bit. Um, So, you know, if you wanted to play a board control deck, you could play Thrasio's Tago, or um, some of the things I was saying, like, just more uh, instant speed, uh, single turret removal. Um... I, I was a fan of the the Fimmages because I think having your own Bowmaster is kind of insane. Um, one of the, the hottest pieces of, of tech for copying Bowmasters or whatever is going to be... And uh, I don't think this goes into, like, every deck or anything, but if you can support this, um, I think the imposter Mech is pretty funny because it obviously I, is imposter itself immune is <laughs> from hot, Bowmaster. Yeah, because it yeah. makes
1: a Bowmaster immune
0: Bowmaster. Yeah. Um, which is... <laughs> that's just so fucking cursed, man. <laughs> um yeah more single tire removal uh yeah play decks that are immune to it or um and, and play copy cards i think those get a bit better to punish the bo- other bowmasters um yeah but we could do a more in-depth uh adjusting to bowmaster thing later uh probably probably when the meta ha- er, er, people have had time to get sick of it already you know and we'll do it in uh, a couple of
1: episodes episode or two. yeah yeah yeah
0: um so yeah, my my gut check, uh, everyone's favorite segment, gut check, woohoo, yee. Gut check. We're <laughs> um, just gonna be, if you had to pick one card, it is okay. Actually, I guess I'll I'll rephrase it like this: Is there a card you get one ban? Is there a card you'd ban before bowmasters? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Interesting. Okay, what are they? Uh, dark Side. all right. It's. I feel like it's actually a relatively long list.
0: So, are you banning? Are you? So, would you? Are you banning for power level, Morgan?
2: Because
0: uh, I think there's lots of cards. I I won't disagree
2: that. I think there's lots of cards. Of power levels and play patterns. Okay. Like okay, certainly I would ban uh, Thoracle or Dockside above it. Um, for like a combination of like power level plus sort of diversity, uh, reasons, um. I think you could make an argument for Breach. Um, I think you could also make an argument that the play patterns, particularly of early uh, ristic Studies and Mystic Remoras, are as much, if not even more, unfun. Um, so yeah, it it... it would be relatively far down my list of bands. Interesting. Okay. I, I, I When I say wouldn't... relatively, it's probably top 10, but wow, that's I, really I'm far not down. sure if it cracks no. top five.
0: I, I don't think I'd ban. I, I've, I've been on the show before saying that, you know, I, I hate Draeneth. I think, I, I think Draeneth is a kind of antithetical to the spirit of the format. Um, and I mean, I'd, I'd want, you know, Thoracle banned for, um, just power level reasons and meta diversity or whatever. I don't, I don't think, I think Darkside could go and I'd be fine with Dockside going. I don't find it that I, I don't mind Dockside in the format. Um. And I, I I don't think Breach needs to go. I think Breach is just so vulnerable to lots of different things that I, I think Breach is totally fine. But well, yeah. I think I've said this before. No, my, my issue with
2: Breach is that when Thorical exists, it's not worth it to hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, I I I can understand that. Um I I just think that the effect that Bowmasters has on making a bunch of cards unplayable. Um like I don't I, I don't think I really... any I don't think the ristics, the Docksides, the Thoracles really do that. Um and I think a lot of the cards that it's gonna make unplayable are what cards that make the format interesting. And I I, I just think from a fun factor and and how warping it's going to be on on deck decision and deck construction i there's not a card I, i'd banned before i guess World i Masters. just don't i
2: don't i think calling saying it makes things unplayable is just kind of overstating the case pretty severely you don't think like even notion when, thief is unplayable even now? when i think okay notion thief might be unplayable but i don't think making no like notion thief is it goes from being fringe playable to unplayable. Yeah. Like Magda's like, unplayable. Most
0: job. sorry. Magda's unplayable.
2: Magda was already unplayable. <laughs> that's not true though. That's uh, not true.
0: That's for sure not true.
2: That's uh, that's uh, it it wasn't exactly well positioned. No, it's not but well positioned
0: uh, versus unplayable is is like completely different. And Sure. So like
2: deck uh, cards that were already on the fringes that were especially reliant on one toughness are sure. They take a hit. Like what? That's not, I don't think that that's like, that, that that doesn't mean that it's making like a lot of stuff unplayable single handedly. Like, and, and I think like even things that actually line up, like, you know, here's an example of a card that we didn't say is unplayable, right? Esper Sentinel. Esper Sentinel, like, literally is a mandatory draw on a one toughness creature. So it just dies, like, instantly for free, every time. You can't stop it. But, like, Esper Sentinel, saying Esper Sentinel is unplayable is, like, an absurd...
0: Well, yeah, I don't think it's unplayable. I just think it's because Esper Sentinel, the investment for Esper Sentinel is, like, next to nothing. And in order for it to die, you are getting a card out of it. Right?
2: But, like, so okay, there. Was I guess you not necessarily because you
0: can just kill it on. There was a ETV time when thing, but...
2: every pod had several board wipes of some discrete like pyroclasm whatever in it. Like that was very expected. That didn't make Timna and Dorks unplayable.
0: No, but they're also creature types that are, or there are also card types that are much more counterable and interactable than, um, than Bowmaster. Like we talked about, but abolisher countering abolisher is hard more. because it's a creature. Like we, I listed the the things that the counter abolisher. It's not many. Like you are gonna get that right, bowmaster. But abolisher ping.
2: doesn't make abolisher doesn't make force of negation unplayable.
0: Right. Like no, I, I don't see the, right. the comparison.
2: Well, just like it, it's a counter spell that only works on your opponent's turn. It's only good really at stopping your opponents from winning and everyone can just find an Abolisher, and then why are you even running Force negation? lol. Right, like, obviously that's not a reasonable reaction to the existence of Grand Abolisher, so even a card that is completely hosed by this effect doesn't just become unplayable because the effect exists.
0: No, but I don't think that's, like, I think there's a lot more that goes into making a card unplayable than just having a single card that makes it that it hoses it right like that's there's lots of things that hose other things in cdh right i think the fact that if you're having to invest um if you're having to invest for like you know like a uh i think fairy mastermind basically becomes unplayable i think uh notion thief becomes unplayable magda becomes unplayable um i think dorks get a lot worse um I didn't go through the full list of like CDH creatures that I would that I would have one toughness. But I don't think everything with one toughness, like to your point, becomes completely unplayable. Um But I do think Wait, I figured
2: out a card that it actually does make unplayable. Yeah.
0: What? Arcane
2: denial. Nice.
0: <laughs> No, Arcane denial counters Bowmasters, you <laughs> fool. <laughs> no, no, no! But someone's Bowmasters. gonna flash it in <laughs> in response to your Arcane
2: denial triggers.
0: Uh, actually, <laughs> the uh, the draw two is a may. The only the yeah, only mandatory draw is the single. You think your opponents aren't gonna draw two? No, I mean what what actually the, the real answer is like brainstorm, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I I I I've long thought that and I've said that many times. I really do not like brainstorm. I like that you that you've. Uh, you're also saying that now as well, but I, I think that this confirms it dead, you know, which is great. Um, I think people need that card. Uh, that card needs to go. Um, I think it makes one interesting thing is I think it makes, uh, wheels more questionable, uh, for people. Um, which, a lot, again, like very, wheels, very
1: risky wheels were already becoming questionable. E- exactly. Which is, of
0: is sort of, I, I sort of like that, uh, aspect of it, which is like pushing people away from the wheels that I think were kind of already bad. Um, but yeah, there's. Hey, people are just going to play wheels because they want to combo them with their bow mask. I'm, I'm ending it all, man. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, we're ending it all. Yeah. Okay. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode. Um, if you guys were to reach out to us with any questions, comments, or concerns, you can contact us on Twitter. at into the North Pod via our email, northpodcast at gmail.com, or on our Discord server, the invite link for which can be found in the description for this episode. Again. This, this conversation about Bowmaster and all this stuff carries on on the Discord or on Twitter or whatever so yeah uh, definitely reach out to us and join um, thanks to all of our patrons who have covered the expenses for our show and allow us to work towards improving the quality of the podcast if you do like become a patron we are at patreon.com slash north podcast thank you as always to the band Vox Cadre for our lovely podcast music and to Nate Slubber for our equally lovely podcast logo next episode will be out in two weeks until then see ya bye have a it- Oh,